Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have Sean Young with me, and if you want to follow along, Sean has uh, some expertise in wholesaling and virtual assistance and how that can help you with your wholesaling. So I'm going to send you over to two URLs that I'll make sure are clickable in the show notes. So head over to nationalnet.com, nationwide real estate mastery.com or reiworldsolutions.com for the virtual assistance. So Sean, really appreciate your time here today. Brother, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on, brother. I got to start things off with how you found your way into wholesaling, and then we're going to move into the virtual assistance. Let's do it. Let's do it. So how did you uh, find your way into wholesaling? Guys, I, I come from corporate America. I'm sure you guys have heard the story of, of folks getting laid off. Let me tell you something, guys. I was at the top of my field. I come from a sales executive background. I was a sales executive for a long time. Guys, I can't recall now. It's been so long, but at least eight, nine years top of the field, top 3% in the nation. My company that I worked for is based in Sweden. Uh, they decided to change their CEO in North America, laid off 750 of us just like that. So I told myself right then and there, I will never, ever be in that predicament again where I'm allowing a job or something else to control my destiny. I'm sure you guys have also heard the story of those late night infomercials back in the day when you hear people talking about, hey, you want to make a lot of money? Real estate's the way to do it. You got to get involved. So I took the money that I, my, my severance and I invested guys. I, I went to one of those seminars. I, I got sucked into it. <laughs> I, I made my way to the back, pulled out my credit card and, and put and paid a lot of money, guys. I, I paid quite a lot of money. And I'll tell you for one whole year, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I, I just felt like I was back in college or something and doing, going through courses. So I almost gave up guys. I literally almost gave up and went back to working. But this is how, I, this is what changed that. I, I, I Googled like wholesaling techniques because I was learning that I, I Googled real estate techniques because I was actually learning about these things called wholesaling and creative strategies, but I had no clue what they were. I found a gentleman, Ron Legrand. He had a dollar cord. It's no longer available, unfortunately, but Ron is, a, is a now a great friend of mine, but he started off as my first, so, so to speak, coach without him even knowing it. I bought his course, went through it in two weeks. I made eight phone calls, guys. Six people didn't answer. The seventh was a realtor. And the eighth was a person who actually did a sandwich, who allowed me to do a sandwich lease option with their home, which yielded me $72,000. $72,000 on my very first deal, guys. So I used the money that I received up front from a non-refundable option fee to, to invest into my real estate, the wholesaling campaign. And I, I, I sent out postcards, guys. Within 30 days, I had 11 deals on contract. Several of those eventually closed, but that was my entrance into the real estate business. You entered into the wholesaling business with gangbusters. So a couple things there. First of all, I think it's quite interesting, and I, I would, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, seems to be a mindset thing as much as anything else, is that when you were let go from that position, the first thing you tried to do was invest in yourself and find some sort of mentorship or program in which to learn this 
instead of just jumping head first. Is that fair to say? You are 100% right, brother. 100%. That's exactly what I did. I, I knew that I didn't know anything about this. I just knew that I wanted to learn about it. So I, I, I failed my way forward. I just took massive imperfect action, so to speak, and I failed my way forward. And by doing so, that's how I landed into that group that, that I was in for a year and learned absolutely nothing. And then you found this other program that allowed you to get into wholesaling and find those initial first deals. Were there some tips or strategies there that you learned initially that made the difference? Like what you're suggesting, you made eight phone calls and found one deal. I don't want to give people the impression that's normal. That's actually quite good. This is not normal, guys. Not normal. Those are not typical results. Do not expect those results. And let me tell you something. I'm I'm glad that we, we circle back around to that. So with the money that I had, like when I said I invested, the way that I invested was I actually bought a or paid for a mentor. His name is Tom Kroll, also a great friend of mine now. Tom was my first mentor. He had a company called Wholesaling Inc. He's now has sold, has sold that company, but that was the biggest wholesaling company that was out at the time. Like I said, I, I joined it. I hit the ground running right away. But I'm going to tell you guys, that success was also a, a crippler for me. That also caused me a lot of headache later on. After those initial seven deals closed, guys, it wasn't until another eight or nine months that I got another deal. I was it, I struggled because I thought it was just too easy. I was like, oh, it's going to be this easy the whole time. Deals are just going to fall in my lap. And they'll just be closing and it'll be easy. No, it wasn't like that, guys. So I I was a failure of my successes, so to speak, at first. This is another thing. I might be putting words in your mouth, but when I had some initial success, when it comes to real estate investing, you almost have this imposter syndrome and you get in your own way. Wow, brother, getting in your own way 100%. And you also touched on the key thing, the mind, the mindset. That that, I've got a book out there called Adventures. Yeah, that's what the first chapter is all about mindset, because if you don't have the proper mindset, it's going to be nearly impossible uh, to, to navigate through this business because there's going to be challenging times. Uh, you've got to 100 percent understand why you're doing it. Uh, you've got to have the right um, intentions on, on, on why you're doing it so that you can have longevity as well. Is that one of the first things that you would typically advise some of your students then is to sit down and define your why? 100% guys. I have, I'm a coach out here as well. I've coached dozens, hundreds of students now on how to do exactly what I've been doing. And one of the first things that we do is we sit down and we go through an exercise. We call it the seven layers deep why exercise. So how that works is just to give an example is that we say, why are you, why do you want to do this? Someone says, because I, I want to stop working at my job. Why do you want to do that? because it'll give me the freedom. Why do you want that? So we make sure that you have a clear understanding of why you're doing this, because when those tough days come, you're going to have to recall your why. Yeah. I can't stress how important that, that uh, task is because I have found that more times than not, we will act out of desperation or pain before we will act out of any kind of pleasure or something to better yourself. And then the only thing that I have found to actually get people to take the necessary massive action is to define your why and make sure that it is grounded to the core. Kind of said, yeah, you don't want to operate out of desperation, guys, that, that you won't have the attitude. Let me clear that up. It's, you don't want to make decisions out of desperation. 
you do want to take massive imperfect action 100%. You have to approach this business like someone's kidnapped your family, your loved ones, and you're not getting them back until you get a deal under contract. When you approach it with that sort of a mindset, what type of excuses are you going to allow yourself to, to come in between you and getting that deal? Are you going to make those calls? Are you going to follow up? Or are you going to let your family stay held hostage somewhere? I think you'll do those follow-ups and make the calls. So I'm going to guess then at a certain point, you were looking for options on how to scale your wholesaling business. Is that where the virtual assistants started to come into play? Along that you're going to have to grow your team. But remember, guys, I mentioned earlier that I come from a sales background. I figured I was the best salesman out here, the best person to do it. I, I figured there's no one else that's going to be able to you know, get these deals under contract. They're going to fumble the ball, waste my lead, burn my money. Guys, that, that was uh, something I battled with for months, actually. And my coach literally had to just stop me and pull me inside and say, brother, you right now that you are doing one to two deals a month. If you want to scale this business to where you're, you're talking, you want, which is your goals, you're going to have to bring in help. So I brought in my first virtual assistant. It was a disaster. I don't want to make you think that was, it was a great bed of roses, but the concept had settled, had set in that I needed help. So I brought in, I hired my first virtual assistant. I had no clue what, what to really expect, how to train them, what to, how, what to train them on. It was a disaster. And I actually went through maybe four virtual assistants before I figured, you know what? I can't be the only one that's out here dealing with this issue, hiring virtual assistants and, and having success with them. So guys, what I did was I created, I, I partnered up with two of the largest calls in the Philippines so that I could create my own company called REI World Solutions and provide professionally trained, college-educated virtual assistants, um, not only for myself and my company, which we utilize every single day, but to my students and for my clients um, all over the country. That's especially interesting. You had a rough patch when you were first getting into the virtual assistants yourself. What are some of the lessons you learned that you could pass on to people? What are some of the questions they should be asking to make sure that the team they're working with is capable of doing the real estate investing? 100%, guys. You want to ask them, what is their experience level in your particular industry? Number one. Uh, number two, do they have the skills that needed to match the tasks that you need to have handled for you? You can't just bring someone in that's, that creates websites and you need them to cold call. You've got to ensure they, they can do the task that you need them to do. Number three, guys, is uh, you've got to ensure that you're getting BAs that uh, are dedicated to your company only. So you've got to ask them, do you have outside clients? Do you work with other companies while you're working with me? Or will I be the only company? That's very important, guys. You, you want a virtual assistant that is just like an employee that's right here. If you had a, a, a brick and mortar office space, you want to treat that virtual assistant the exact same way. The only difference is they're working from home. Just like folks right here, right now, working from home today here in America. You know, that's interesting because a lot of the virtual assistants, like you said, that I've had experience with do work for multiple other investors. And frankly, we just haven't seen the consistency that we would need. You won't get the consistency. Uh, and, and that's a huge factor. That's a huge differentiating factor between other companies and our company is that our virtual assistants are 100% dedicated to one client and one client at a time. That, that's it. They're dedicated to growing your business, ensuring that you guys get more deals closed, more transactions are happening. That's it. They're not clicking off from you at four and then at 4.30, they're on with me handling bit. No, it's, they're dedicated to you 100%. And the way that we 
are able to accomplish that is all of our virtual assistants do work on a minimum of 20 hours per week. So the, the minimum that you can hire one of our virtual assistants is for 20 hours, a maximum of, of course, 40 hours. Okay. Well, another thing that I find interesting and is regarding some of the other virtual assistants that I've had is that they, if, if it's not written down or it's not part of the script, that's, it's really hard for them to think on the fly, if you will. Is that the case here? Or do you find that your team is a little more specialized in the fact that they can think on their feet and go where the conversation leads them? hundred percent. That is a great point. A lot of folks out there are crippled again by virtual assistants who are 100% just going to read that script and they might not read it to the best of their ability. They're just going to do what you've asked to read that script. No, our virtual assistants are definitely, they, they definitely have a, a guideline to follow, uh, but they are also taught to be conversational. Uh, these are, are, are regular people, just like you are a person as well. So think, consider that when you're reading out to these folks from a cold calling perspective, 100%. So our, our virtual assistants have accent coaching. They've got, they're monitored and they're managed. Our team monitors and manages them as well. You as the client have the ability to monitor them all throughout the day. You get a report at the beginning of the shift or you get a check-in at the beginning of their shift. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. I'm starting my shift. At the end of the shift, you'll get a report that says, this is what we've accomplished. This is how many dials, how many connects, how many leads. Whatever the tasks were for them for the day, you'll get a report at the end of each day. So it, it's very engaging. Uh, we, we set it up to our, so that our clients are engaged with the virtual assistant on a daily basis. That's another crucial point, guys, is having engagement with your virtual assistant. And the training that you spoke of, Jack, is definitely important because if without that training in place, you're right, your virtual assistants are going to be left in not knowing what to do unless you train them. That's where we come in. We've done this for so many years, for so many repetitions, that our training staff trains them on tools, trains them on objections, rebuttals. Guys, you've got a, an employee that's really worth sixty, seventy thousand dollars going to produce for you. They're going to add whatever task you, you have them set because we, we're not going to assign them to you unless that those that virtual assistant handled those tasks. With just to remind everybody, if you want to learn more about what Sean is up to, especially regarding the virtual assistants, head over to reiworldsolutions.com. Like I said, I'm going to have those links as shareable and clickable in the lo show notes. Sean, are there some questions that an individual investor should be asking to ensure that this is the next step that they should consider taking is hiring a virtual assistant? Yeah, absolutely. Some things that you want to definitely consider is if you have a nine to five, you want to ask yourself, do you have the time? Do you have the time bandwidth that, that it requires to do market research, to send out mailers, to follow? And, and mailing is something that you only want to do very targeted, but you definitely still want to do it. Who's going to be making those cold calls for you? Who's going to be doing the following up? Who's going to be texting? Who's going to do the follow up on the texting? If you don't have the, the space to do that for yourself, then it's a no-brainer. You're going to need some help. Do not come into this business and dibble-dabble with it. When you come into this business, be ready to come in and go all in. I say there's like a 90 to 120-day runway. And what do I mean by that runway? Is that's how long it takes before people come into our industry, they try it out, they dibble-dabble with it, and then they say, oh, you know what, I'm off to the next thing. Or they stick with it and they say, you know what, this is, um, I've made my destination. There's no need to take off anywhere else. And the way that happens is by having systems in place, 
and having ways to accomplish that. And that's what, where the virtual assistant comes in place. You'll need those things 100%. So Sean, we're going to go off script here for just a second. You're breaking up quite a bit right now. I'm wondering if the if you're maybe you have a number of Chrome tabs or something open that you could close or a few other something is consuming some of your resources or something there. It's very strange. I've it's got a I've got a strong connection here. I'm on my phone here. Oh, you're on your phone, not the yeah, the meter connection that I'm seeing on this end, it keeps fluctuating a lot when you but did I lose you? There you go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, that Hopefully got way better. better. What did you do? I, I I didn't do anything. I just, I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just so, checked my phone there, make sure that I had a strong signal. It, it, she has showed me I had a strong signal there. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, so sorry for that interruption. That, no, no, no problem at all. I'm sorry about that. No, I just wanted to make sure you, everybody can see and pre- hear you. Fine. The audio was coming through, but there'd be, you'd be jumping around a little bit. Got it. Understood. So I'll just edit this bit out. Okay. Anyway, give me one second. Sure thing. Trying to remember where we left off here. The last thing is that you were asking. The questions that investors should, should. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Sean, this has been some really great information. Could you give us a couple of examples of how your team has helped take people to that next level in scaling their wholesaling business? 100% 100% for our team immediately. Once I brought in one virtual assistant, we were able to go from, again, one to two deals a month to immediately four deals silently a month, which let me know I need to bring in some more some more cold callers. So I, I added even more. As we added more, we, we peaked at averaging 11 deals per month, guys. Our strategies have changed slightly since the market has shifted. So we, we're not just doing wholesale deals, guys. We take down creative deals, subject to lease options, we do land deals and we JV with folks all over the country as well. My virtual assistant team has definitely helped me scale to that level. And anyone out there, guys, that's what they help you do. They help you just do more of what needs to be done. There's no way around making those calls. There's no way around doing the marketing. You've got, this is a marketing business. If you're not doing the marketing, it's going to be tough to do the sales. I think when a lot of people get into wholesaling for the first time, frankly, sadly, this is typically where people start. And unfortunately, I also think this is the hardest aspect of real estate investing is the wholesaling. And and they've been told that this is where you can get into real estate investing with no money or little money down. Uh, Unfortunately, they also don't realize how much work is associated with actually finding those deals. Could you give everybody that perspective? Like how many phone calls are these virtual assistants (laughs) making in order to uh, to get you those 11 deals. Guys, that you, you, you hit the, the nail right on the head, guys. It, it takes a ton of work uh, to make it happen with wholesaling, guys. For us, the way that we break it down is that it takes us at least 100 leads to get one deal, all right? So 100 leads, one deal. To get 100 leads, guys, it takes thousands upon thousands of calls. And that could go up and down. But the way that we measure it is going to take us for sure 100 leads for one deal. And, and that changed. It used to be 50 leads to get one deal. But that has definitely changed. It takes a lot of energy out here. You've got to shift your strategy. And I'll share with you guys with this, how I shifted my strategy. Back a couple of years ago, you, you had a deal that would fly off the market like that. You have a ton of buyers lined up to, to buy it. Nowadays, that has changed. 
So what we had to do last year is we, we saw the writing on the wall is we switched our method. We, we knew our hedge fund buyers weren't going to be buying at the same pace, if even buying at all. So what we did was we started to target our, our real estate agents. We started to target our title companies. We started to target cash buyers who were active in the area using tools that we had to, who were actively buying in the area so that we could reestablish more quality relationships with the cash buyers who are buying in today's market based on today's uh, challenges, so to speak. That's interesting that you've changed your business model to adapt to the situation that quickly. Unfortunately, we, we are seeing that, especially in our current market conditions. I'm not sure if uh, people are adapting as quickly as they should. A lot of folks are losing their shirt, so to speak. They're, they are exiting the business, whether they're wholesalers, fix and flippers, some folks are just not willing to do exactly what you said, which is make the necessary changes, guys. When the market shifts, you have to shift with the market. You cannot do what worked in five years ago. It just, it's just not practical. It's not applicable. And you will spin your wheels and waste money and time. So guys, you've got to align yourselves with folks who know what they're talking about, whether that's a coach whether it's a, you know, a mentor, you've got to deal with people who, who, who are currently in the business now, not who used to be in the business, who are in the business today, understanding today's trends, today's market. And that's it, guys. You, you can't get around that. That does lead me to the next question. When it comes yeah. to men, that type of support and help, you've already answered to a certain point, find somebody that is in the actual business and doing this today. Is there some other questions that people should be asking for themselves while they're trying to select a mentor or a coach. Sure, guys, you've got to find someone who is who has achieved the results that you want to achieve. You've got to find someone who who, the, who who you can align with, who you feel like you can have a regular conversation with. Guys, are are they even available for you to have a conversation? What do you need and what do you want? Do you want a group setting? Because there's nothing wrong with that at all. Do you want one-on-one -on -one coaching? And if you do want one-on-one -on -one coaching, again, ask your coach, what's your, how do I reach you? What's the one-on-one -on -one coaching look like? How many times do we speak per week that are scheduled? Do I get your phone number? What happens when I get a deal? Do you help me walk through the deal? You've got to ask these questions, guys. It, it's, you got to ask the tough questions up front so that you don't have to ask them later on or assume, hey, I thought you were going to do this. I thought that. I thought this. Ask them up front, guys, so that your coach or that your potential coach can, you guys can make sure you're a match for each other. Yeah. This goes back to one of my, one of my uh, rules or, or adages, if you will, Sean, is that any kind of situation like this, whether you're getting a mentor or you're getting a partner, you're either going to have to start with an awkward conversation or end with an awkward conversation. Andrew. So you might as well get it out of the way. Get it on out of the way, guys. Get it out of the way. And remember, we're in the business to talk to people. If you're not willing to talk with your coach, you're going to have a tough time talking with people out there that are in predicaments that need our assistance. Because we don't go out there just looking to buy houses, guys. We, we look to find problems and we solve problems. We look for problems to solve. I want you to take a moment, Sean, and talk to the person that is listening right now that is considering getting in wholesaling for the very first time, give us like a, the top three things they need to get in order before they jump head first. First thing, guys, is to get your mind, make sure that you understand that uh, this is not a get rich quick overnight scheme. This is an actual true business. And if you treat it as such, it will reward you. 
Next, if you have a family, if you're if you have you got a family, you've got to talk with your family. Let them know what your intentions are. Let them know what you're gonna do. Let them know, hey guys, for the next four or five months, guys, this is what I'm doing, if not longer. I'll need your support, guys. This is something that can change the trajectory of our family's future. I need your support. And lastly, I would say definitely consider investing in your education right now. And what I mean by that, whether that means getting a coach or just investing in your education, because you will have, it's not necessarily education, it's instruction. It's the ability to have applicable education, which is instruction. You've got to find the ability to do that very quickly. You don't, again, you don't want to spread this out and dibble dabble and waste money. You want to just quickly get to the picture. Yeah. I almost picture this, and this is the first time I'm going to mention this, is that it's the reason why businesses, when they buy into a franchise or invest in a franchise, they typically have a higher success rate than a company that's starting fresh without any direction. That's really what people are doing there is you're getting some sort of information. You're getting the playbook in advance. When you're, when you invest in a McDonald's, you're getting that playbook. You're getting that knowledge on how things are done. You're getting systems. You're getting the systems and that's far more valuable. And I really like the fact, Sean, that you keep saying the word investment. When you, people get into this, Unfortunately, again, I said I've used the word unfortunately quite a bit in this episode, and it's a mindset thing again, right? The concept that getting involved in any of these programs, we should be seeing them as an investment. We should be treating them as an investment instead of seeing it and treating it as an expense. 100%. 100%. Got to invest in yourself, guys. Like I say, you'll pay one way or the other. Either you'll pay through failure or, or you'll pay and, and have success up, up, up front. And, and no success is guaranteed, uh, but you definitely got to put in the work. But you've got to ensure there's ways to, to help ensure your success. Like they say, guys, business is simple. Entrepreneurs are the complicated With that, Sean, I'm going to jump into the rapid fire questions. But before we do, one more time reminding everybody, nationwide realestatemastery.com and reiworldsolutions.com. And I'll make sure, again, to have those links in the show notes. If you've heard anything of value in today's episode so far, could you do us a quick favor and share it with one of your investor friends? With that, Sean, are you ready for the rapid fire? Let's go. Let's do it. Here's your chance. Are you going to bust a real estate investing myth for us here today? Let's try. Let's do it. Let's do it. So what is the myth you'd like to bust? All right, guys, a, a real estate myth is that it's not, it, you can do this with no money, no credit, no nothing. You can just come on in here and, and without a penny and, and, and have success in one week. That's a myth, guys. I need to bust that right now. Do not have that false expectation. It's going to take, like we've been speaking all show long, an investment. You gotta re- it's going to take an investment of time or money or both. But definitely do not come in here thinking that you can just do this because you, you listened or saw a couple of podcasts or YouTube shows and, and that does it. No, it's not. It takes more. Yeah. Myth busted. <laughs> Myth busted. No, I can't agree more. And I keep harping on this, but for some reason, I just, it's always amazing how I've talked to, talked to a number of people that get into, especially wholesaling. And they think it's going to be simple and easy, no money involved. It's always a rude awakening, to say the least. Indeed. Indeed. 
or they spend so do you have a- dollars and they're like, oh, that's it. And just, I've spent hundred bucks. I need a return on that investment. <laughs> so is there a book you'd recommend everybody checking out or what are you reading right now? Guys, I am right now, I'm reading a book called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. And it is a book that is about marketing and, and establishing your brand and establishing your business. And it's a phenomenal book. I highly recommend it. What is your biggest real estate or business mistake you've made? And what did you learn from it? Biggest mistake was at the beginning of my wholesale career, guys, where I thought that this was, again, going to be a cakewalk. I, I had so much success up front. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I've been missing this my whole life. And I was just cruising and I, I didn't actually have systems in place to reduplicate that success. I just figured, hey, whenever I want to make some money and do some deals, I'll just send out some postcards or do some cold calling. And that was a huge uh, mistake that I made up front. If you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? I tell my younger self that it's okay to, it's okay to fail at things. I was, I was a star athlete. I was somewhat of a perfectionist, so to speak. And I was really hard on myself. And I think as A-type personalities, we can be like that at times, but there's no need to beat yourself up, guys. Give it your best shot. Give it your best. You, you, you put your, your best foot forward. And that's the best that you can do in any situation. It's the best you can ask of yourself. So now I got to give you only 60 seconds. You're going to give everybody a tip or trick that they can implement today in their business. What would it be? Guys, a tip or trick is to get some help. You need some help in your business right now. If you don't already have help, uh, you, you got to get, you've got to grow your team. No way around it. You need someone to help you with that marketing. You need someone to help you with the, the, the admin tasks that you just can't do. Six, seven dollar, eight hour, dollar hour tasks. That's not for you. That's for someone else. Implement that today, guys, and you'll see your business change tomorrow. Promise you. Well, Sean, is there a question or concept you wish we would have covered here today? We've covered it, man. We, we've definitely covered it all. I think we've given the audience a, a, a nice chunk to, to digest. And I, I just really wanted to make sure that folks out here understand that this is, a, this is possible, guys. Uh, this business is 100% um, possible to, to change your life. Just take it serious. Be patient with yourself. Create systems. Get your team in place. And just treat this like it's your baby. Treat this like it's a business. And, and it'll be just that. It'll pay. It'll reward you. You can find Sean again at Na- Nationwide Real Estate Mastery or REI World Solutions for the virtual assistance. But really appreciate your time, Sean. It was great chatting with you. I thank you for having me on, man. Thank you for allowing me to share with the audience anytime. If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing, if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.